Money FM 89.3, the best of the afternoon update. Money in the market on Money FM 89.3. Welcome to Money in the Market. I'm Hong Bin Jung. Now, loaded up and bullish after a spirited holiday rally, investors were smacked with old worries in the new year. In fact, markets had a dour start to the year, with some saying it was a terrible start to 2024. The S&P 500 egged out a 0.2% gain as Friday closed the stock market's worst week since late October. The equities benchmark kicked off the new year by snapping its nine-week bull run, and the Nasdaq also squeezed out a small advance after five days of losses. So what happened in the first four trading days? Does this now set the tone for the rest of the year? Well, to find out more and joining us on the phone today is Wong Kong, who is the head of equity sales trading at Maybank Securities. Kong, welcome back. Hello, Hongbin. Good to be back on the show again. <laughs> Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you too. Okay, Kakung, we're now in the second week of the new year, but it looks like the first four trading days of 2024 have been quite a terrible start for equities. How did markets fare in the first week? Did it take you by surprise? I guess we're not entirely surprised. Okay. The uh, S&P 500 is down, as you mentioned, for the week, uh, Mm 1.2%. NASDAQ Composite is down 3.3% for the week, right, week on week. We won't be too concerned. After all, the last two months of 2023, Mm -hmm. uh, we have a very strong rally in in the S&P 500, in the NASDAQ. Mm -hmm. You know, they're up like 14% and 17% respectively. And then everybody has turned bullish, right? Mm -hmm. Extreme bullish. So I guess, you know, you will probably see some consolidation, uh, not some profit taking. So it's pretty normal, okay. I guess, for the first week. Yeah. I see. Well, I mean, the first few days of the year started off with, you know, a sell-off in 2023's big tech winners, including Apple and NVIDIA Corp. Why was there a sell-off in big tech? Was it just profit taking? We believe it's just mostly profit taking. Mm. But, uh, you know, there's some stock-specific news. Apple was actually hit by a downgrade on mm. uh, Tuesday by Barclays, right? Now being touted as the least loved big cap tech stock. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, I think overall on the macro front, there's some concerns that stock investors have been overly optimistic because uh, we're all pricing in like, you know, maybe five rate cuts, mm-hmm. whereas the Fed is only signaling about three. And there are no like a hard and fast timeline even for that. So perhaps we got a little bit ahead of ourselves. Mm. And I think that's why we see a little bit of a profit taking in the first week. I see. What about Asian markets? Was it the same disappointing mood for Asian markets as well last week? I think overall, those markets have done well. Like, you know, for example, India, yeah. you know, uh, Korea, maybe even and Taiwan. You see them down marginally. So pretty much a, a little bit of profit taking. Mm. Hong Kong, China is the worst one. I think it's down like 3% in the first week for the CSI 300, which is basically the largest uh, stock index uh, we see now from China. Hong Kong, Hang Seng index was uh, similarly down 3%. Singapore was down like one7 mm-hmm. But uh, amid all this uh, disappointing mood, actually some of the ASEAN markets have actually registered gains for the first week. So you have the Indonesian JCI was up 1.1%. The Philippines PCOM index was up 2.8%. Mm-hmm. Vietnam was up 22 So you do have some pockets of strength, especially in the ASEAN space in the first week. Okay. Well, you know, Kokong, usually the year tends to play out in January. So what does the downbeat tone of the shortened holiday week signal? Does it mean we will see rough waters ahead for equities in the first half? 
I think it's a bit too early to tell. Basically, I have this feeling that I think most investors are still in a holiday mode, or rather, they are still on the sideline. They're still, you know, trying to work out the plan. Just take for example, I think last Friday with the non-farm payroll numbers, you know, it came out like 9:30 p.m. Yeah. on Friday evening. Yeah, usually on days like this, you know, my phone will be filled with messages. You know, with some high net worth clients or some personal friends who are in the market, or even well, some clients, they will have we will see a bit of chatter on the phone, mm-hmm. you know, commenting on the <laughs> non-farm payrolls and yeah. like you know, yeah. But actually, I mean, I personally didn't see it was quiet on Friday night. Mm. Um, and also, I think the market reactions to the moves are quite muted on Friday, mm-hmm. uh, despite what we thought was quite a strong set of numbers. So I guess all in all, it's still too early to tell. You know, for the first two weeks, we just have to wait for the markets to consolidate a little bit. Yeah. I mean, this isn't how Wall Street hoped to ring in 2024. So are traders, you know, now shifting their expectations for a rough year? How are they allocating their assets at the moment? As a whole, I think as far as U.S. equities are concerned, yeah, Wall Street in general is still positive. Okay. Right? Though I think on the first week, the moon has turned a little bit more cautious. Yeah. Right? Uh, for example, Bank of America, Bofa, mm-hmm. somewhere in November, they have a price target of 5000 Mm. On SPX by the end of 2024. They're still holding on to that. Yeah, I don't think they've changed that. Mm. But they're going to publish to client, I think, last week. The strategists believe that they'll probably see a January route in the mega caps. Mm. Uh, I think the reason they cited is probably the trades are too crowded. No expansion. You probably have to see a little bit of consolidation from now onwards. Yeah. Mm. But on the whole, I think the consensus trades are still pretty much the same. Mm-hmm. You basically have a weaker dollar, lower rates, you know, higher equity prices. Yeah. I think that's the inbuilt consensus for 2024. I mean, you know, despite a weak start to the year, are there market watchers that still believe 2024 will be a good year? How are they expecting markets to turn around from this downbeat mood? I guess on aggregate, market watchers are, are still a bit more positive okay. uh, for the year. So what we have seen so far, you know, some call it profit harvesting. Mm-hmm. Don't go up too much, so you take a little bit of profit. But in general, for 2024, I think investors are still expecting a more benign and a more dovish affair. Yeah. And of course, they believe the U.S. economy will still trudge along. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, I think uh, for 2024, you have elections in many parts of the world, uh, also including the U.S. Mm. So, you just want to share an interesting tidbit here. Re-election years in the US, yeah, the thing is widely available over the net. Mm. The past 16 election years, since 1960, you know, 14 of that 16 election years have registered a positive performance for the S&P 500. Mm. So, the only two negative years you have, basically, the bursting of the dot-com bubble in the year 2000. Right. And also, of course, the financial crisis in 2008. Uh, I guess the record for S&P for mm-hmm. election years are quite like, you know, positive. We should end the year on a positive note, bearing like, you know, any shocks such as those <laughs> events. Yeah. yeah, so hopefully, I guess, we'll have to pray that there is no financial mishaps that have been this year. But, you know, we never know. <laughs> Anyways, yeah. Go so how are markets faring to kickstart this new week? Uh, US hasn't opened yet, but Asia has seen almost a full day now, but it looks like it's right across the screen, huh? Yeah, I think Hong Kong, China is pulling the region lower again. Mm. We have a joke, we almost call it a BAU, right? Like, you know, the business as usual in Hong Kong, China. <laughs> yeah, so I think uh, CSI, I think before, I think it was down like 1.3%. Mm. Uh, Hang Seng was down 23 The tech index was down 34 Yeah. So I think I have a very negative start to the week. 
So the EV names are trading much lower in China. Mm-hmm. Xpeng is down like 8.1, I think, in Hong Kong. Mm-hmm. Most of the large-cap internet names, you know, be it e-commerce, such as JD or, or Alibaba, or even like, you know, the one associated gaming, mm-hmm. such as Bilibili, they're all down like 6% or 2 to 3 to 6%. Right. So you look at Singapore, we're up like 20 points, and now we're down like 0.1%. Yeah. Definitely kind of a war breeze start to the week, yeah. I mean, we have several inflation reports coming out this week, including one from the U.S., one from Japan, and I believe China on Friday. So given that, do you see the downbeat mood continuing this week? I guess it will be like, you know, uh, as you mentioned, there are quite a few hurdles, the mm-hmm. CPI numbers on Thursday and Friday. We have it all like, you know, at the end of the week. If you see a hot number in the U.S. CPI, I don't think that will bode well for the market, mm. especially U.S. equities. And then, of course, China, like, you know, I think the deflation, the D word, they're quite worried about it. So that we have to watch out for Friday. Mm-hmm. Then on think for Friday, there's some bank earnings and stuff. So I guess basically towards the end of the week, leading up to the end of the week, market will be cautious, probably like, you know, a little bit on the weak side. Yeah. I see. Other than the inflation reports, is there anything else we have to look out for in the week ahead that could move markets? I think UBS is having a Greater China conference these two days, right? You know, I'll keep an eye on that and see any good ideas that come out. Of course, I think the Middle East situation seems to have escalated a notch over the past week. Don't think it, you know, the market is actually taking heat of that, but let's keep an eye on that also. I'd just like to add one more point, right? I think typically as investors, as traders, you want a low-risk entry. Yeah. Right. I mean, you, you don't care whether the market's going up or down. You, whatever you want, you want to buy, you want to have a low risk entry. Uh-huh. I, I think one simple way is to just look at the 200 moving day average. Mm. If your price is very much above the 200 day average, that will not be a low risk entry, mm-hmm. which is what we are looking at uh, in the US. And of course, uh, in Hong Kong, China, the 20 day moving average, the long term moving average is sloping downwards. Mm-hmm. And your price is below that. You should look at it until maybe. You know, the long-term average starts to flatten and curl upwards and your price gets above the long-term average. And then, I know, that's a good, simple rule to stay out of trouble. So, all in all, I guess you just have to exercise a little bit of patience and caution again. Thank uh, you, you for know, that advice. Much. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much, Coco, for your time and your insights yeah. today. No problem at all. Good to be back. Yep. Thanks. Good to have you on again. I'll speak to you soon, yeah? Sure, sure. Thank you. We've been... Have a great day. Have a great day to you too. We've been speaking with Wong Kok Hung, who is the head of equity sales trading at Maybank Securities. I'm Hong Bin Jung, and this has been Money in the Market. Stay with Money FM 89.3. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at audio.sg or download the audio app. That's A W E D I O, audio at the App Store and Google Play.